Hello, and welcome back to our podcast, English for French. I'm Alison, and this week I'd like to talk to you about reading. Reading is something I love, something I can get very passionate about when discussing. I can lose myself in some books. Others can be hard work, but time spent reading is never a waste of time. If there's nothing else to read at the breakfast table, then I'll read the cornflakes packet. No other hobby in the world has the same feel or even smell as opening a new book. The feel of the pages beneath one's fingers, the pleasure of the first page, the first paragraph. It doesn't have to be great literature either, just a good book. What young adolescent hasn't dreamt of belonging to the magical world of Harry Potter? Or as an adult or literature student, reading, indeed deciphering, Chaucer's Canterbury Tales, wandering about life in the Middle Ages. Yet with the development of the internet and social networks, people are relying less on less on reading books as a support to the learning process. But it is nevertheless an essential part of learning a new language. And the English language has some great writers, brilliant writers, with such a wide, glorious range of genres and style, so that there is a great deal to be learned and gained from reading. Vocabulary, grammar, syntax, idioms, synonyms, but equally presents you with the cultures transmitted via the printed word. Yes, I know, printed books are old-fashioned. But Anglophone or other, habits of different countries are transmitted via the language in a book. So, I have tried to explain in this podcast, the first of a short series on literature, just a few of the types of books you could be reading to help with your grasp of our language. You can use dictionaries, documents, etc. to help your understanding. The main thing is that you get something out of the book, whether it be fiction or non-fiction, fantasy or factual. If you are to gain from the experience, it must speak to you. So make the book you choose, choose you. Be it topical, interesting, whatever, it must be pleasurable. So genre, so many that I've had to cut them down to just a few. Genre identifies to which category or type of book or piece of writing the book belongs. Thrillers, comedies, romantic, fiction, biographies, etc., etc., Start with a book that has a context to which you can relate to easily, so as not to feel overwhelmed by the essential heart of the book, as well as taking on the language. Maybe start light and work upwards. Shakespeare's Hamlet may not be the best one to start with. Although once you begin on his works, you will be hooked. I can still quote passages and soliloquies now, 40 years later. Books carry not just words, but form memories. I can remember the first book I ever read, a Peter and Jane book in nursery school, then in primary school, reading The Hobbit, and I remember my teacher saying I had the same deep, fruity laugh of Bilbo Baggins, or the copy of Lord of the Rings my father brought to my bedside when I was in hospital aged 11 with peritonitis. I still have the same book, and I can still feel the weight and wonder of this heavy tome and the incommensurable pleasure I got from it. So let's start. Romance novels. These are often referred to by the slightly pejorative name of chiclet, roughly translated as literature for girls. They can be interesting for English learners as easy reading, with plenty of descriptive passages of feelings both physical and emotional. 
They describe the way people act or how they may feel in romantic or sensual situations. Ha, got you interested now. Maybe it'll teach you how to flirt in English, although it's never helped me yet. Examples of this type of novel, Anything by Daniel Steele and the now famous Fifty Shades of Grey by E.L. James, working upwards to Emily Bronte's Wuthering Heights with the gorgeous, brooding, darkly handsome Heathcliff. Fantasy novels. Here I am talking about the sort of novel where the backdrop is not necessarily this universe. It may be in a parallel universe. The sort of book where you can lose yourself in that world, the time of a page, paragraph or chapter. This sort of book can be one that you can easily get lost in. The narrative is often very colourful, extraordinary and very imaginative. Harry Potter books are an example of this by J.K. Rowling, as are the Tolkien books, Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Magical lands that take you away from the mundane character of everyday life. My favourite author of this genre is Terry Pratchett and his Discworld novels. If you've never read them, do so immediately, but in English. The charm of these books, their humour especially, is totally lost in translation. The author manages to combine comedy and satire, philosophy and political and sociological arguments in each and every book, and there are, I believe, 32 of them in the series. Another writer to be recommended in this genre is Neil Gaiman. The Ocean at the End of the Lane is fabulous. Suspense and thrillers. These novels use often very realistic situations or plausible scenarios and render them full of tension, leaving us jittery, watchful and sometimes anxious. These novels often use commonplace, run-of-the-mill type dialogues which lull one into a false sense of security, only to be taken aback by the twists and turns in the plot. Evidently, there is less drama in ordinary day-to-day routines, and this is often the attraction behind these books. Many writers like Stephen King can use psychological apprehension to heighten the sensation of unease, or he may use gore, depending on the subject. They can sometimes be difficult to follow, depending on your level of English grammar, as often flashbacks are used and tenses become more challenging. A few popular authors who have often had their novels made into films are Judy Picoult or Paula Hawkins. Her Girl on the Train was a huge hit, staying many weeks on the bestseller list. Mystery Whodunit. These are often a very good genre to start reading in English as a foreign language. They often work at a slower speed with plenty of clues and character building all the while using a plot to bind the whole thing together. They're generally fun to read, little or no gore, and they help the reader recognise hints of suspicious or uncommon behaviour, which can run into their everyday life situations, on a less mysterious level, of course. Fine examples of this genre are Agatha Christie and a Canadian author, Louise Penny, who is particularly easy but pleasant reading. Sci-fi, or science fiction, uses a very specific type of language and vocabulary, often scientific terms, real science technology, and astronomical names, dates, and information about events yet to happen may make this harder work, unless science is your cup of tea. 
Isaac Asimov is the obvious choice of author, but equally A.J. Riddle would be a good one to start with. Non-fiction, autobiographical and biographical novels. This particular genre is very much a question of taste. I love the autobiography by Nigel Slater called Toast. But if you have no interest in cooking or chefs, this may not be for you. Politicians' autobiographies are always popular. Barack Obama's autobiography sold many, many copies. One non-fiction to look out for, which I found fascinating but slightly bizarre, is called Stiff by Mary Roach. But I think I'll let you look that one up for yourselves. Last but not least, and with ever-increasing popularity, are the self-help books. They can be found on every possible subject. Making money, losing money, becoming famous or popular, more confident, less arrogant. The list is endless, and only you can know which, if any, are up your street. So that wraps it up for me today. I'll be back with more on this topic, as literature and books in general is such a vast topic. So I'll see you next time, and goodbye from all of us here at English for French. Cheers now!